0: Welcome to The Melanated Way. I'm your host, Linda Entwee. Listen, y'all, I needed to take a whole day, a whole day to absorb the nonsense that I watched yesterday. And, you know, I went back and, and watched a few, like, clips today because I was like, oh, just no. Just no. Just no all the way around. Uh, shout out to the live chat. What up, Megan, Jocelyn, C. Cruz, Carol, Connie, everyone um support the show bottom of the screen you can see where you can support the show i'm just gonna dive right in because i have a lot to say first and foremost show starts off with good old michael you know and i gotta say michael looks happy he looks healthy he's hanging out with his friends the aka yahoo boys that angela calls them a day and peter He just looks like you don't need to be going anywhere. You don't need to be with Angela. You can just live your life, be happy and healthy because that's what you look like. You look happy and healthy. You know, he's learning to swim. He's nervous. Um, He's got this um, goggles on. The friends are making fun of him because they're like, yeah, he's going to put his big head in the water. And, you know, we find out in this episode that he's scared of water because he had an issue back when he was 26, where he almost drowned in a pool. So now he wants to like, you know, learn to feel comfortable in the water and he wants to be the new Michael Phelps, which I thought was hilarious. So, you know, he wants to live his life on his own terms. He wants to be his own man. Um, And he's like, you know, I just wanna live my life. And his friends are like, well, yeah, but you're married to this grandma And he's like, well, you know, I love my wife. I miss Angela. And, you know, I haven't seen her in two years. But basically what he's saying, you guys, is that he has done way too much. He's gone way too far to drop this woman right now. Right? He's like at the finish line. And so he's got to hold on a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. But I personally think that he should not even do all that. I think he should cut ties with this woman because I have to say, I I cannot. I just cannot. I cannot with her, you guys. And I don't understand his personality seems very, like, chill and go with the flow. So I'm not really understanding why he thinks that he needs to have this specific woman. And like I said, I get it. I get it. He put in the hard work. He wants the reward now. But I don't know if it's worth all that. I don't know if you know... Getting your green card and coming to America and all of that is worth it. And you guys, honestly, I've been thinking about this. So, Angela lives in the south. So, you see how she's acting in his homeland. Can you imagine he goes to, and not like Atlanta, Georgia, she lives like Hazelhurst or somewhere, and he's going to have no family, no friends. He's going to be stuck raising all her grandbabies. He can't work for the first little while. So can you imagine how isolated I would fear for his life? Honestly, one day she gets up, like she, look at how she treats him now. Can you imagine if he's stuck in her house? Like I can imagine her getting some type of butcher knife and then killing him. I can imagine... Her falsely accusing him of something that he hasn't done. Like, I just, no, I, I fear for that man. I fear for him. So, anyways, <clears throat> his friends are like, you know, you say all this stuff, you say that Angela is controlling and, you know, she fights with you and she's hard headed, but at the same time, you're scared to stand up to her. And he doesn't deny that he's scared that's the thing. He doesn't deny that he's scared of her and he's scared of the money not coming. So he's like, you know, she's not sending enough money um, to support him and he's not working. And the thing is, I said this last time and I'll say it again. She's the one that didn't want him to hang around with his friends. She didn't want him to work. So she brought on all of these extra charges onto her life because she's like, I'll support you. Cause I don't want you to work. I don't want you to hang out with your friends. I don't want you to do anything. I want you to be at my beck and call when I call you answer, when I call you answer, when I call you answer. And so now cost of living has gone up. We all feel it. We all see it. So he is like, it's not enough. And it's not enough. You think about it, what you paid Two years ago or three years ago is not what you're paying right now. The whole, everywhere around the world, the cost of living has gone up. (sighs) Awful, just awful. So he's like, you know, I want to make a little extra money on the side. So I, I think, you know, I can use my social media, be an influencer, make a little extra cash. And Angela's like, take it down, take it down. Cause Angela doesn't even want him to do that. And he's like, you know, I love her. I love her, but I want my opinion to account in this marriage as well. And then the ladies come over y'all, the ladies come over in the pool, the ladies come over in the pool, and you know the guys are talking to the ladies and um michael gets up he starts doing a little jiggity jig starts dancing for the ladies i was like are you not fearful for your life right now because hurricane angela is coming through and can you imagine if she sees the replay on this oh lord oh lord oh lord crazy Crazy. All right. So it starts off there. And then we go on to Elizabeth and Andre. Now we don't really see a lot of them. All we know is that they just she decided to choose her husband over her mom. And so I've said it before and I'll say it again. I just that's your mom's one and only 60th birthday. And if you decided that you don't want to be a part of it, that's a memory you're gonna hold forever. And I just think it's a poor choice. So you went to the aquarium instead of trying to face and fix the family and also celebrate your mom. Like, I hope that she decided like, Hey mom, I'm not coming, but you know, I'll take you out the following day and you can, I can spend the day together or whatever. I don't know, but she, listen, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. She allows her husband to continue talk crazy about her family. And then she starts talking crazy about her family. And then she wonders why, there are issues in her family. Makes no sense. <clears throat> Ridiculous. Hey, Annie! Everyone, say hi to Annie. I think she's new. So <clears throat> they don't go to the they don't go to the birthday. They go to the um, aquarium instead. They take Andre's dad with them. And I still to this day don't understand how that man birthed Andre. Like how how are your genes in this dude? Because the dad is so common sense, chill, he's really about peace and love, and then you have hothead Andre who just wants to, like, isolate and control everyone's situation. It's very bizarre. Just trying to figure out how they're related. I mean, I know how they're related, but how did you make this dude? Like, just how? So... Um, Andre's like, yeah, I have no regrets not going to that party. You know, I don't want to be a part of that family. And I'm happy not to be there. I'm happy not to be at Pam's birthday party. And then Libby says her family has issues. Excuse me, you guys. She's like, My family has issues, and they've brought a lot of negativity into my life. Um, Are you looking at your own husband right now as well? Because your husband's brought a lot of negativity into your life. Are you going to address that, or are you just going to let that slide? Because I, and I might be the only one that thinks this, but y'all, they didn't have as many issues in their family until Andre came in. I believe it. He he saw like cracks here and there. And I talked about this. I, I agree with what Charlie said, which I'll get to shortly. They all drink. They all drink. They all drink. I mean, before Charlie even got to the table, they ordered their Prosecco and no appetizers. So they all drink. So let's get that straight. Charlie might drink extra. But they all drink extra as well. So I'm just saying there were cracks here and there. And Andre came in like a wrecking ball and was like, pow, 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 pow. Cause let me tell you this. If you go back and actually watch the episodes, Andre has fought with every single person that was sitting at that table. Minus the kids. Every single person person. Hey Stevie, every single person. So I'm just saying if there's one common denominator, in my opinion, that's who it is. So um <clears throat> Libby is bitching about her family, saying her family's brought a lot of negativity into her life. And I just, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think she needs to reevaluate her whole situation, including how her husband treats her family, but that's just me. So the mom can't believe that Libby's not coming and she can't believe that she's only listening to Andre and everyone hasn't seen Charlie and Megan since the barbecue, the infamous barbecue fight that everyone had. And, you know, they're sitting there, they're all talking and they're talking about Libby and they're talking about Andre and then Charlie and Megan show up with their three kids. And when I say, that the mean girls were mean-girling. You're mean-girling your own family, for real. They walk in and it was like the coldest greeting that I've ever seen. No one really said hi. Everyone was all awkwardly quiet. It was like just uncomfortable. And they sit down, no one says anything. So Charlie breaks the ice. Charlie's like, you know, how's everyone been? You know, how have, have we been? I haven't seen you guys since the, the barbecue and all of the family drama. Slycat says, they all drink and are dysfunctional, but Charlie doesn't take responsibility for his violent behavior. We know that Andre is aggressive, but Charlie deflects. Mm, okay. I don't necessarily agree with you, but I get your point. Cause when else has Charlie been violent? And I mean, if we go back to the fight, Andre's the one that actually started that fight. Yes, Charlie came in guns a blazing and saying, Well, what are you gonna call the cops? But the actual physical part of the fight, getting physical and standing up, that's all Andre. So I'm not I'm just putting out facts. You guys can watch it for yourself. You can come for me and I'll show you exactly on the video because I watched that video when that fight happened over and over and over again. Um, and, you know, so I don't necessarily agree with that part. I think if we're going to say if someone was violent, then you should have to say that both of them were violent in that moment. Do I think that Charlie's a violent individual? No. Do I think he got in a fight with Andre? Yes. And But Andre also put hands on him as well. yeah see Cruz same thing Andre instigated it like he's the boss that part so anywho Charlie's like you know I haven't seen you guys since all the family drama you know you guys try to cancel me it's been like a year and a half and you know we're family and Becky's like well I see it differently my viewpoint is different okay hi Raydella hey girl hey And what viewpoint is that? Well, her viewpoint is that there was a huge fight and Charlie's drinking too much and he has to acknowledge the fact that he's drinking too much. And I was like, okay, well, here's the thing. Okay, you guys, here's the thing. And Charlie brought it up as well. And I'm just reiterating because I actually agree with this. Let's take away Charlie, you guys, being the issue. Last episode at the housewarming... Was that last episode? Anyways, at the housewarming, was there not another fight? Was Charlie there? Were they drinking? Who was fighting with whom? Oh, the common denominator, like I just said, Andre. Andre has no respect for that family. He thinks of himself and his needs and his wants. The only reason that he's not fighting with Chuck anymore is because Chuck is his bank chuck is the reason why he has a career chuck is bankrolling the fact that they have a brand new house that they just built and now that he's a real estate agent and has his own real estate business that's because of chuck so he can't what is it you don't bite the hand that feeds you he can't bite the hand that feeds him but oh what he can fight with pamela charlie wasn't even there oh but were they all drinking okay so my whole point is this if you're going to go ahead and call out someone for actions that you say you don't like, you better not have those same actions. Uh, I remember the fight in Moldova, but they actually, that was just all talks. Like uh, there was no physical contact. Again, that was just bravado back and forth. So, yeah, you can't. I just don't agree. We're gonna have to agree to disagree. I don't believe that that Charlie is violent, and I think that they both they both have issues. But I think the whole family has issues. And if we want to talk about what what the common denominator is, again, I reiterate, I personally think it's Andre. Take Andre out of the equation. Is the family fighting like this? Y'all tell me. Because they weren't. So anyways, they're at Pamela's lunch, birthday, thingamajiggy. And all the things that I just said, Charlie's saying the same thing. Andre has fought with everyone at the table. You know, he's the one that's turning the family against each other. And then Becky actually agrees. So Becky is like, yeah, he's a master manipulator. And, you know, he smelt blood in the water with dad and he took that and ran with it. Becky also goes on to say, you know, we have to figure it out as a family because Andre will keep Libby from the family. And so that's why no one wants to confront Andre's because, A, like Charlie said, they're scared that they'll get canceled. B, they don't want to be the one that confronts Andre because they have been confronting him. And nothing has happened. So guess what's going to happen now? Now Andre is going to turn Libby and Ellie against them. And all of a sudden y'all aren't talking. So no one wants to have that happen to them. And so, oh, thanks. And he said, loved your collab with auntie. Well, thank you so much. So no one wants to be ousted from the family. No one wants to confront Andre. No one wants to have issues. So now all of a sudden, who, Charlie, who used to be the big problem, y'all are turning with him and saying, hey, yeah, by the way, Andre is the master manipulator and, and he's the issue too. You guys have to decide exactly what the issue is. This flip-flopping who's what and you, I mean, because, you know, Becky and Jen, you guys are problematic as well. Right? Let's just call it for what it is. You guys all have some problems. You guys are all very problematic. You two are like mean girls. And then throw in alcohol. It's like a bad situation for all of you guys. One of you's laughing that Andre might get deported. And then we see the sneak peek for next week. Looks like someone may have reported him to immigration. Well, I don't even think that that would have been Charlie. I don't think Charlie rolls like that. Do I think the two mean girls roll like that? 100%. Because you're going to turn around and laugh. You're going to laugh that he that your sister's husband might be taken away from his family and his kids. Like I just it blows my mind. Listen, Annie. They all swear in front of the kids. That's why I say they're all problematic. Andre cusses in front of his daughter like there's no tomorrow. I used That used to be my biggest issue with him. The baby is right there and you're cussing left, right, and center. Even this season, when they were showing the new house, he started cussing at his wife in front of the daughter. And did you see what the daughter did? Because the daughter can feel that aggro aggression. She wrapped her arms around her mommy and she dug her head into her mommy's shoulders. So yeah, the whole pro- the whole family is problematic. All that cussing and grown folk talk in front of the kids, they don't care. There are no boundaries. There are no boundaries. It's wild to me. So <clears throat> we'll see, but I think that in my opinion, they're probably going to reconcile with Charlie and Megan. And it's going to be just more of the same fighting. It's going to be more of the same. That's what I predict this whole season. It's going to be more of the same nonsense and fighting and everyone picking sides, but then changing sides and then picking sides again. All like (sighs) self-preservation. Exhausting. Exhausting. Okay. Uh, Disclaimer time. Um, I'm not a fan of Ed. I, I just, so the way I'm going to say his segment with Liz, I might have a little extra bass in my voice. There might be some cuss words. So just let you know that will happen with the Ed segment and that will happen with the Angela segment. So forewarning, just FYI. So Ed is going fishing with Liz and Liz's grandparents who came into town for their engagement now we keep hearing about the stupid engagement party you know i thought last week they said it was like in a couple of days now it's five days away like whatever like whatever you guys now we find out some things about elizabeth we find out that she didn't know her bio dad now i don't want to actually i'm gonna go there She didn't know her bio dad and she was raised by her grandparents but I also think that that is one of the reasons why she has in my personal opinion has issues with men. Um, She's 29 years old going on her third marriage and still acts in my opinion 100% immature and now she's going to marry a man who's 30 years her senior. And I just think like there's some daddy issues there somewhere. And I personally think that instead of jumping into this dysfunctional relationship, she should actually go to therapy and find out where exactly her daddy issues are coming from, how she can heal from those wounds. Cause it's clear that she has wounds and it's clear that she has some toxic behavior in and of itself in her. And so you can't just mask that by saying, oh, I love this person. And I, he went to therapy for six months and now he's fixed. This motherfucker is almost 60 years old. He is not fixed. Okay. He's not fixed. And this is like a walking red flag relationship, in my opinion, because she has issues and ed has issues and for ed to be single for 30 years there's a reason why he's been single for 30 years but i'm not even going to touch that yet because i'm on liz so didn't know her uh, bio dad had issues with her mom says her mom was focused more on her brother who has a disability so again there's a little bit of like abandonment issue there there's a little bit of neglect issue there there's a little bit of jealousy issue there And there's a little bit of, like, lack of attention. Wrap all that up. She also has some mommy issues. Okay, so here we have someone who is a mom, who has mommy issues, who has daddy issues. And so her grandparents raised her fine. Her grandparents probably showed her a lot of love. She's close with her grandparents. But that does not negate the fact that she has issues with her her biological parents and issues that she needs to work out. And it's clear to me that she hasn't worked through those yet because again, she's on her third husband and she's only 29 years old. Okay. So she wants to show her grandparents that she's happy now that things are going to be different than before because they've clearly seen her pattern of behavior, her pattern with men. And, you know, a lot of those men allegedly um, there's been some domestic violence, allegedly. And so that's something there, right? So there's a lot that, I mean, you guys, I wish I could just get so much deeper into it, but there's a lot going on with her. And I just worry that she's not facing her issues. Um, <clears throat> so, The difference is Joslo, because is saying uh, never had a dad and didn't really have a mom either. She had grandparents. Yeah, I think you're saying what I'm what I'm saying. <sighs> so that's Liz. Now Ed, who you guys, Ed is just I just think he's just a really bad manipulator. He manipulates a situation that you guys, like I've interviewed this fool so so many times. And when I tell you like he missed his calling, he could be an actor because he can make himself cry the drop of a hat. He, can, he makes himself the victim at the drop of a hat. And this whole, like he's just, I don't know if he doesn't have, Home training. I don't know if he can't read a room. I don't know if he misses like social cues. I'm I can't figure out what it is, but there's something that he just he always wants to be the center of attention and he's inappropriate. Can you imagine you're hanging out with your grandma and your grandfather and your partner when asked, you know, what have you guys been up to? And your partner says, Oh, well, I've been making love. To so and so to your grandparents like Ed I mean what? no grandparent, no parent wants to hear that. they just they just don't <sighs> Richard and Levine th- those are uh Liz's grandparents. they just looked at him. they just looked at him. So they're not really on board with this relationship 100%. So they go fishing. They don't catch anything. They have some awkward interaction. And then apparently Ed is going off to plan this engagement party that we keep hearing about every five seconds. This party better be fantastic because we just keep hearing about it. We're on, what, episode six? And we've been hearing about it since episode one. It better be fabulous. So in the meantime, Liz is going to have lunch and just have some one-on-one time with her grandparents and you know her grandparents are worried because she's gone from one bad relationship to another and you know they want to know if Ed is actually marrying her because he loves her or is because she makes him feel young and they want to know you know is the age difference going to be an issue? And, you know, he's going to be old soon. Are you willing to take care of him when he can't take care of himself? And um, do you really love him? Like they had all the questions and all the, all the proper questions. All the proper questions because listen, Liz, this is marriage number three. You didn't, haven't even hit 30 yet. Is this a good look for you? Are you sure you want to do this? Considering y'all don't forget. She tried to cancel this fool. She started a change.org. And when I look at her face, she does not seem happy. She does not seem happy. And by the way, you guys, I posted a photo of her in my community tab this morning. Because remember when we first met her, She just seems so young and fresh. I don't know if it's like being in a relationship that she doesn't want to be in. I don't know if it's the toxicity of her relationship with Ed, but it has aged her. These last few years have aged her. I would not think she was 29. Like I just wouldn't. I I look at her face and I would be like, Oh, she doesn't look 29. She doesn't look fresh face. She looks like heavy, meaning weighted down sad not sure she's making the right decisions and constantly fight like who wants to constantly fight with their partner you and ed are constantly fighting it's outrageous last week you're fighting about learning to be a photographer next week ed is going to accuse her of being a lesbian and i and when i say accuse that's what he does he accuses her like it's a wrong thing. Listen. Jocelyn said she's looking at least 37 and Stevie said looking 43 in the face and depressed. Yeah, she does look very sad. She looks really like she's carrying the weight of the world on her. It's, it's terrible. Now, all of this fighting that she's doing, her grandparents are like, are you and Ed still fighting? And her answer is, well, they both have tempers. It used to be his way or no way before. And the grandfather's like, well, you guys need to learn to compromise. Now, she gets all sad in the face and says she's worried that Ed will hurt her again or ruin something good. And she's worried that her third marriage will end in divorce. Well, then, if you have all these concerns, what is the rush What is the rush to marry this dude? Take your time then because you guys can't even get to get along for five seconds. So if you can't get along and you're not even married yet, can you imagine what happens when you get married? Y'all need to go to individual counseling. Y'all need to go to couples counseling and then decide if it's worth it. Because I'm going to tell you right now that the simple fact that Ed makes weird ass jokes like, he's been making love to you in front of your grandparents shows me that he's the exact same person that he's always been exact same person. Preview we saw for next week, exact same person. So six months of therapy is going to change 60 years of his life. There's a reason why his own sweet mama is not talking to him. His daughter doesn't have a relationship with him. And you know, they have that spurt that they talk for a few minutes, but they weren't talking before that. And now they're not talking again. You guys have to think about who always is the common denominator, we look at who the common denominator, it's the problematic person is the common denominator. And if you don't address the problematic person, then I, I mean, I don't know, you're always gonna have the same problem. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Well, okay. I want to address this too. So Jocelyn says TLC doesn't want just dating. They need engagement. First of all, Liz and Ed shouldn't even be on this happily ever after because happily ever after assumes that there's something to be happily ever after, meaning that you got married and you're living happily ever after question mark. Okay. How there's a bunch of people that I just, I don't know how it works. I used to think I knew how it works. I used to think it was, Hey, before the 90 days, nine before the 90 days is when you're dating. Ooh, let's see if we're going to make it to 90 days. Oh, we made it. Woohoo! Now you go to the next spinoff, 90 day fiance. So you made it through the, before the 90. So now you're going to get married in the ninety. If all else goes well, boo boo-boo, end of the 90 days, you get married. Yay! And then you come back for the next spin-off, which is happily ever after. Because guess what? You made it through a year of marriage or six months of marriage or whatever, like Bilal and, and Shida, couple of months of marriage, boom, you're happily ever after. But now it's willy-nilly. Someone could be like Relationship and they can be unhappily ever after. Someone can be engaged and they can be unhappily ever after. I mean, I don't know how it works anymore. I just I think they just throw in whoever they want to throw in. <sighs> Moving on. Jovi and Yara. I mean, <clears throat> Honestly, out of out of all the couples this season, I'm here for them. I'm here for them. And I, I feel like they are bringing up some valid points in a relationship. Communication is key. Um, you know, having the husband, father figure, want to be protective of his family. Key issue to talk about. Um, all the things. I just, I'm for them. And I think that they try to communicate the best that they can. And, you know. They're the least problematic. So they're en route to get her green card uh, for the green card interview. Yara's stressed, right, because of all the things that are happening in her home country. So she just wants to get this over with. They've been waiting a long time uh, for this interview. And Jovi stayed up late to get all the paperwork done, but couldn't find their marriage certificate. But I don't think that that would have been an issue because Immigration would have already had a copy of their marriage certificate because they had to have sent it in in order to apply for the green card, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So (sighs) Yars is really upset. She's thinking about the war in Ukraine and she just thinks like, finally I'm getting my green card, but it's kind of pointless because I can't even go to to Ukraine. And she's just sad that there's such a mess and terrible things are happening in her country and so she's just feeling kind of tumultuous so they get to immigration they have their interview three hours later to come out with an attorney uh all is well she's approved she'll get her green card uh within a week or less than a week oh no 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 that's not right she's gonna get her green card within two to three weeks um, and so she's saying that one less thing that she has to worry about now. So she's happy about that. And <clears throat> she wants to go to Europe right away. She wants to go to Prague and see her family, which I totally get. It's hard to be away from your family and not be able to see them for, you know, very, very, very long time. And, you know, as soon as anyone that has immigrated anyways, Anywhere, as soon as you know you can travel, you're going to want to travel, right? So I understand her point of view. She misses her mom. She misses her country. And she just wants to be able to not feel like she's stuck somewhere. And I totally get that. And so she wants to go right away. And Jovi doesn't want her to go right away because he wants to be there to protect his family which I get his point of view too. So what are we going to do? So they're going to celebrate is what they're going to do. So he wanted to do a date night, which I, you guys, okay. So what do you guys think? Cause I personally, I personally think in this situation, I would want to do a date night with my partner, right? Because you got the green card because you met this foreign person and you moved to America, you got married, you started a family. So I think that that's like a win for your little growing family. So I personally would just want to celebrate with my partner. So I would want it to be just Jovi and Yara. And maybe later or the next day or the next day, uh, you can hang out and have a girls night and celebrate with your girls. But for the first like day of celebration, I personally thought Jovi is right. I think that he should have a little celebration, just a date, day or night with his wife. Ooh, we did it. Like, look at that whole journey we went through and here we are. I don't know. What do you guys think? Because that's not what Yara wanted. Yara wanted to have girls' drinks. And Jovi invited himself to the girls' drinks. Because he wanted to, you know, be with his wife and celebrate I mean, you would think Joss was like, I don't understand how that happened. Like, if the girls called, wouldn't you just say no? I'm going on a date night, and Annie says it's very hard. I, I mean, oh, you're talking about immigration. It is very hard. Hard. I'm an immigrant, so listen, I know the process, and there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows. So, but at the end of the day, I definitely would want to just celebrate with my partner. For sure, for sure. However, they go for girls' drinks and Adele... Listen, you guys, by the way, these names, I don't know if we're being punked, but I just, I can't get over these girls' names. Like, I can't, I can't even take them seriously. How do you all know each other? How does Adele know symphony, spelled C-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y. How do you two know each other? Symphony and Adele. Can you imagine if they were at the bar and the guys come up to them like, hey, I'm Tom and I'm Rick. Hi, I'm Adele and I'm Symphony. Like, it just sounds ridiculous, in my opinion. (laughs) Like, honestly. Hey, Symphony. Hey, girl, hey. Can you imagine Yara saying that? Hey, Symphony. Hey, Adele. Now these girls (laughs) Megan says, Can we please take a moment for Adele's white fishnets? All right, I'm just gonna say this. These three girls, Yara's three friends, I'm just going to say it. I feel like they're so high maintenance. They're so judgmental. I was like, oh, you guys are a pack of mean girls too. Like they were, I felt like they were bullying Jovi. I just was like, what, what, where did you find these girls? Adele and Symphony? Those are supposed to be like nice, sweet names. At least you think of Adele and you think of Adele, the singer. You think of symphony and you think, oh, I'm going to go to the symphony. Those are all nice, kind things. But these girls are like aggressive and have a lot of opinions. And I want to know, first of all, are any of them married? Because the advice that they're giving was like, eh. You know how you can have, okay, I know you guys know this. You know that there are some women out there who they want not only a man, they want your man. They not only want a man, they want to take your man. They don't only want a relationship, they want your relationship. You know that there are a ton of women that are out there like that, right? (laughs) <laughs> the real housewives of bourbon street facts so they i want to know a are do they have their own relationships b are they married in those relationships c how long have they been in those relationships if they are in said relationships then d did you all decide like hey we're going to like do bleach blonde hair because that's like the look that we're all going to go for and then now we're all going to get our boobs done so two have the boobs done and then the other two are trying to get their boobs done so it's like that's that's what we're going to do and you know go for it I'm not against a nip and a tuck and whatever makes you happy and feel beautiful I'm just saying the requirements to be in this group of friends is just interesting to me that being said they like attack in my opinion they attacked jovi and they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about so you're mad and attacking jovi because he wants his wife to wait just one week when he comes back from work so that they all can travel together so that he can feel like he's there to protect his family and he's wrong for thinking that So Yara, I get it. You want to go and you want to go now. But guess what? You waited, what, two, three years? You can't wait two, three more weeks? That doesn't make sense to me. And I I personally get it. As an immigrant to this country, I get it. A few weeks, it's been a few years already. Book your ticket now. That way you'll get a cheaper ticket and then go. I, I mean, I don't know. But the friends, Adele's like, I think Jovi has control issues. Does he, though? Does he? He wants to make sure that his wife and daughter are safe because they're traveling to an area that is kind of up in the air right now. Yes, they want to go to Prague, and Prague is not up in the air, but all they know for right now is that Ukraine is under attack. So, like, I, um, Adele, what do you, do you even know what you're talking about? Adele, do you watch the news? Do you know what's going on around you? I'm just curious. Because what you're saying to me, or what you're saying to me, <laughs> exactly. What you're saying doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like maybe you're not worldly enough to know what's actually going on in the world because um, if if you thought it through, you would think, wow, that's actually really a beautiful thing that this man wants to be protective of his wife and his kid. Oh, but no, I think you have control issues. And then Jovi's like, listen, it's not about control. It's about, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I want to be involved in the decisions that Yara is making because we are a family. And yes, I might be protective of her, but I'm not controlling her. Um, but I agree with Jovi on this. The fact that you're gonna travel with our child and you know it's a worn, torn country over there. And even though you're going to Prague, I still have some hesitations. And so I wanna make the decision as a family. I don't think he's wrong for that. I don't think he's controlling for that. I think that the Adele chick and Symphony don't know what they're talking about. And it goes back to what I was saying. Like sometimes you can have friends that are haters. You can have friends that are haters. Really, you can. So then now all of our friends are talking crazy to to jovi and yara thinks now that jovi has trust issues and she's like you know what i'm not influenced by my friends i'm going to make my own decisions and i get that but here's the thing if you're a family you're going to make decisions as a family it's not like yara you're like hey i'm going here and you don't have any family responsibilities you have a you have a kid and a husband a partner so if you guys are true partners, you make decisions as partners. I don't know why I'm the only one that think that that's okay. I think it's healthy. I think that that's the thing you should do. I don't think that two people in a relationship, when it comes to relationship issues, that one person should be making all the decisions. I just don't. Now, you as a grown-ass person... Make your own decisions for your own life. Absolutely. But don't get married if you don't want to be in a partnership and make partnership decisions and communicate and compromise and all the things. Rageous. Those friends were like, mm Next. Next. <laughs> uh... Uh, geez. These last three are going to be the death of me. Okay, let's do it. Shida, wants. Okay, can I just do this? I'm going to, I'll still go through my notes, but I'm just going to wrap up Shida and Bilal. Shida wants to have a kid. She's 37. She wants to have a kid right now. Bilal doesn't want to have a kid. I don't know if he even wants any more kids, period, but he definitely doesn't want to have a kid right now. He wants to wait. And I, and you guys, maybe it's just me, but I don't get it. What I don't understand is this. What's the fucking difference of having a kid now or in two years or in three years, have your kid right now where your wife is at a less of a risk than it would be in three years from now. If you both decided that you want to have kids, he clearly has the means. So that can't be the issue. So you both decided you want to have kids, have your kid. Make your wife happy. What is this whole, what, what? what's the issue here? She wants a kid. Unless the issue is you don't really want to have a kid. Then that's, that's why you're stalling. Then I can see it be an issue. But this whole having to control the timeline and literally being delusional when you hear what the doctor says. The doctor, I I think Bilal sat there. This is what I think was happening. Shida was asking all the right questions and engaging the doctor. And Bilal was just sitting there. And I think this is what was happening, you guys. This is what was happening. The doctor was saying, okay, he's talking about like cycle, menstrual cycles and, um, Hormones and thyroids, all the stuff, and this is what I imagine was going on in Bilal's head. He was plugging his ears, going la 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 la, I can't hear you, la 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 la, I can't hear you, la 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 la. And then, when the doctor stopped talking, he's like, "So, what it sounds like I'm hearing you saying, it's best if." we wait a couple of years. I busted out laughing, you guys. I was like, you weren't listening. You didn't listen to anything he said, not a damn thing. That's why in my mind, I'm like, la, 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 no baby here. La, 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 no baby here. You can't force me. I don't hear you. The doctor said it sounds to me like you saying we should wait a couple of years. Were you in the same doctor's appointment below? Because um, that is absolutely not what he said. What he said was, A, um, you guys have to be seeing eye to eye. You guys have to both want to have children. And <laughs> the doctor said that by 37, it is considered advanced maternal age. And what you should do is you should try for six months first before you try the fertility. Have you guys been trying? Shida says, no, we haven't been trying. And then the doctor says, well, you should try for six months and you should also, if you're having hesitations, make a pro and con list, uh, because you both have to want to bring new life into the world. And, Then the doctor goes into the stats. Have you ever been pregnant before? How long is your cycle? Um, He talks about how her, because she says every 21 days, he feels like that's a little bit brief. So he would like to do a few tests before she leaves, test her thyroid, do a blood test, find out why it's not like a normal 28 to 30 day cycle and see, you know, where she's ovulating and, and how that is going to work for her. That's, that's the gist of it. Bilal heard. Oh, so no kids for another two years? Cool. Literally, that's the gist. I mean, there, she talked to her friend. She has an obsession with teeth. She like really is, Ashida a, is a really aggressive brusher. She brushes the shit out of her teeth and her tongue. She's got an obsession with tongues and teeth, whatever. She talked to her friend. I mean, that was all filler because basically she told her friend, what we all know for the last two seasons, she wants to have a baby. Bilal doesn't want to have a baby right now. She wants to have a baby. Bilal is putting it to the side. She wants to have a baby. They had to put in a prenup that she had to, she had to have a baby by 40 or it's going to cost Bilal. That's it. Scandalist said, what the doctor needs to do is test Bilal for a vasectomy. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. Ismin and Kim. Okay. So, Ismond's birthday party... And it wouldn't be an Isman storyline if we didn't see him at the club one time. Right? Like this is his thing. I was just having flashbacks of him in the club with baby girl, Lisa. Now he's in the club with Kimberly and it's just whatever. Cause he's an international superstar. Get it. So it's his birthday. He wants Kim to be on her best behavior. Um, because, you know, in his opinion, she's been disrespectful one too many times and he doesn't want her to be disrespectful in front of his friends. Uh, Again, with the name. So there was Beeswax and Bedza. And then, you know, whatever. Some other people. KB's there, Ahmed, uh, Ahmed is there, and Ali, the girl. Now, these are all his music friends. His producer, his PR director, blah, 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 blah. Because he's got to remind us that, you know, it's about his music. And we got to also, like, not forget that he's an international superstar. So he's going to hang out with producers and directors and and music execs. So... Um, KB shows up and KB is the friend that was with him when Kimberly threw the milkshake in Usman's face and so he's a little hesitant when he sees Kimberly again and he was like yeah you know I was scared I was scared for for Usman like you American women he didn't say all that but that's what his face looked like he wanted to say his face was like oh hell no I would not tolerate any of this disrespect. Not at all. Not at all. And not at all. So. Kimberly wants to pull him aside. Talk to him. Apologize for her behavior. And he has this saying that he says that Nigerian men or his specific tribe says that quote, jealousy is like breakfast to females, end quote. Now, mm, I beg to differ. I think that men can be just as jealous as women, and it happens more often than not. So I'm going to say that that saying sounds like bunk to me, but whatever. Now, it's beautiful. I mean, oh, you guys, it's like... Copy... Paste, copy, paste. So with baby girl, Lisa, of course, Isman had a beautiful, young, hot friend. They were at the club. Baby girl, Lisa gets jealous. Fight ensues. Fast forward to Kimberly. Again, Isman has a beautiful, young friend. Kimberly's face freaks out. She pulls the friend Allie aside and was basically like, who are you? Uh, Usman didn't tell me that he was going to br- have any female friends here. And are you like the second wife? What? Uh, you sound stupid. Like, Kimberly, I'm sorry. You sound stupid. I wouldn't appreciate you pulling me over and asking me stupid shit. And <laughs> she's like, well, Usman didn't tell me about you. Usman didn't tell me didn't tell me that he has a female friend. <sighs> and Ali's like, no, we're good. We're just friends. Um, but she says to Cam-, Cam, you know, I think Kimberly's nice. But, you know, out here in Nigeria, Usman is a celebrity, which I, I, Linda Entry, use the term celebrity loosely. He's a celebrity. But uh, Ali says, He's a celebrity up there, so he can get any woman he wanted. So if she saw Usman and Kimberly, you know, on the street together as a couple, she would think something fishy was going on. Um, and so I was like, mm, this whole situation—I've seen it before. You've seen it before. It's the same thing: older, female, insecure because she has a younger partner who's not really into her, but whatever, that's a whole other second layer of a story. And so she's going to get jealous on any younger woman that talks to her man. Like, we've seen it over and over and over again. Uh, Stevie says, I think she's intimidated by African women. I mean, you're probably not wrong. I think she's intimidated by women. In general, because this situation (laughs) is, you know, a situation. Hi, Midwife Crystal. Hey, girl. Hey. So they have the party, blah, blah, blah. Great. Everything goes great. It's the next day. And they're going to go to his hometown because, again, they need the blessing from his mom. But before they go, they're going to go for what Lisman calls a romantic dinner. I don't know what was so romantic about what I saw. But I guess there was a nice ocean view. But in the meantime, instead of having a romantic dinner, they get in a fight. Because guess what? They're going to talk about the second wife again. They're going to talk about, oh, what's what's the whole situation? Kimberly wrote down her questions, So let's talk about her questions. Because honestly, Kimberly really doesn't want a second wife. So I don't even know why we're entertaining this. I think it's ridiculous. You don't really want a second wife. He doesn't really want to be with you. So why get all riled up for stupid shit? But okay, let's talk about it. She wants to know about the second wife. So here's the topic. She wrote down her questions. Um, Who gets to pick her? Is her first question. Does your family pick her? Do you pick her? How does that work? And... Usman says, you know, that could be a possibility. The family could have a say in who the second wife is, but ultimately he's going to pick. Then she asked, when you have kids, what is my role? Like, do I have to see them? And she, like she said last week, she doesn't want to have any part of it. She doesn't want to see the kids. She doesn't want to know the kids, none of that stuff. And Usman countered, well, you know, you have a son, Jamal that's not my son so can you imagine if I said hey that's not my son and I don't want to see him would you be happy with that fair point Kimberly said and then she says um... no then Usman says my second wife is going to be from my region and she's like well of course the she's going to be Nigerian from here in Nigeria. And he's like, well, no, it can be American too. And Kimberly flips out. Kimberly thinks she owns all of America that Usman, how dare he marry a Nigerian woman who lives in America. She feels like anytime that Usman comes to America, which by the way, he's never been. Okay. Even though, remember you guys, when he had this faux tour, do you guys remember that it was in the middle of COVID and he on his social media was putting up all these billboards, these fake billboards that he said he had. He had one in Atlanta and he had one in New York and it was like soldier boy, international superstar. And it was like on these digital billboards in the middle of times square. And there was all this, but then it was all fake. But then he pretended to be flying to Atlanta. He pretended to fly to New York to see his billboards and all of this stuff. And then it turned out that he was all just gaslighting and bullshitting. Anyways, I thought it was hilarious, and that just reminded me of of this. Uh... (laughs) Anyways. She didn't want the second wife to be from America. Um, She has dibs on all of America and that's a deal breaker for her. And he freaks out and says, you know, you can't control, you either say I can have a second wife or I don't. And you said that I could, so you can't then also control where she's from. Like she's going to be Nigerian, but he's like, she could live in Jamaica what did he say? Jamaica or America or Nigeria, wherever. She can live wherever, and that's gonna be his choice. Kim's not for it. And she's like, you know, if we can't figure out the second life thing, there's no point of us going to get the blessing from your mother. And then he's like, listen, this is this is where the full on disrespect came all the way out and if i don't if kimberly doesn't see it then i can't help her he literally said he's 33 he's an artist plenty of women love him if i love you at my age and you love me at your age do you think you're doing me a favor he said let me say that again because it's really really important you guys it's really really important 33 artists, plenty of women that love him. So let's break that down. So first of all, he's basically saying, you know, I'm in my prime. He is a self-proclaimed international superstar. And so he can have whomever, but he chose her as if, listen, I'm doing you a favor because I could have any woman anytime at all times but I'm doing you a favor. And the reason why I'm doing you a favor is because I actually want to be an international superstar, even though I claim to already be one. But in order to be an international superstar, you actually have to be international. And the simple fact that he's never been to America and she's his ticket to America is why he's holding on to her. So instead of being like, hey, by the way, you're my ticket to the U.S., And that's why I'm also going to have a second wife who will be my real wife. And that's why I don't want you to limit it to just Nigeria. Because once I come to America, if I see a beautiful young 20 or 30 something Nigerian American, I may go ahead and wed her and bed her. Read between the lines, Kimberly. This is ridiculous. Do you think you're doing me a favor? He said. In essence, he thinks he's doing her a favor. You get to have me on your arm at your age and I get a green card out of it. Crystal said, if Kim was honest with herself, she isn't getting anything from this relationship. That part. You had to buy this full computer and a PS5 and what did he buy you? A dollar store stuffed animal and some like, paper mache hat, stop it, just stop it. And he forces you to wear screen printed shirts of his face, just, you know what, stop it. Okay. Here I go. Here I friggin' go. I'm going to tell you something right now. Okay. Disclaimer. I think that this is the trashiest woman. I'm tired of her. I think she's a verbal abuser. I really want someone to put this woman in her place. I want someone to bring the negative, toxic, cigarette-filled energy that she brings to every situation right back at her. Because she's such a bully. But she's never been bullied back. And I don't condone um, like anything physical. But someone needs to put this woman in her place. She needs someone to match her crazy so she can understand the crazy. Because all of this is way too much. Like all of this is way too much. We are all grown folks here. We're grown-ass individuals. You should not disrespect on a regular basis another grown-ass individual and think that you have the privilege and entitlement to do so. This bitch right here. Oh, no. Oh, no, Angela. Oh, no. She arrives in Nigeria. Her and her new best friend, her new bestie, can't believe they went a whole eleven hours! Hoorah of not smoking. Now, first thing I want to say, and I'm going to say it, I'm I'm on one, and that's why I couldn't do it yesterday because I'm already on one right now, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna go. But I needed to like chill on my words because YouTube is forever. So here's what I'm going to say. 11 hours, no smoking. These women go to the airport restroom, pull out cigarettes, cheers the cigarettes. They cheers like they were cheers it, cheering, um, you know, drink, but their cigarettes with no fucking respect. Cause you know, when you travel any public bathroom, you can't just smoke there. So again, you're being entitled and you're being selfish. And you're giving no rat's ass for another whole country's rules and regulations. Got it. That part. Next. Okay. I just want to throw out the simple fact that, oh, so is this your thing? Because a couple of weeks ago you said you met Renee in the airport and then you guys Paid off the attendant, the bathroom attendant, so you could smoke in the bathroom. So did you do it then, and and you're doing it now, and that's your story, or is that not your real story? Because guess what, that's not the real story. Guess what? Okay, let me stop right there for now. Okay, so they do that. just like, yeah, I've been to Nigeria six times now, uh, but this is a this time right now. What other cast member you think can match her energy and go toe-to-toe? I don't think that there is another cast member that could go toe-to-toe with her. I just don't. I think that we need some random person that she disrespects to just go off on her. Because you guys remember, did you see the video footage from a few months ago when she was on a flight and she cussed out the flight attendant? Angela just, she needs someone to like she needs someone to cuss her ass out. I'm sorry. Because that's the only language she understands. And I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of seeing it. I just want someone to do it to her so she can see how terrible it is to be verbally abusive on a regular basis. Uh, Crystal said, I think Andre considered it. Yeah, you know what? Andre can rage, so... Crystal goes on to say he's fine with disrespecting grown women facts, that part. (laughs) And Carol's agreeing. Okay, you guys, uh, you know what? You probably are not wrong. Anyways. She says that she brought Renee... Because she needs someone to keep her out of Nigeria jail. So you can already tell that she's coming in, guns a blazing. You're not coming in to see your husband that you haven't seen for two years. You're coming in with your friggin' insecurities, your friggin' shitty attitude, and your fucked up teeth. Yeah, I said it. Now, here's the thing about Angela that I'm just over as well. You want to put us through years of going through this whole transformation, getting your boobs done, your stomach done, the weight loss surgery, all the things, but you don't want to change your lifestyle. You want to go through all of this, come to Beverly Hills, go to Beverly Hills, plastic surgeons. They tell you, oh, by the way, you know, there's going to be maintenance, but you're morphing back into your old person because guess what? You can change ugly on the outside, but you can't change ugly on the inside if you don't change it yourself. So you can have all the fancy doctors do all the fancy things on the outside, but you're still smoking like a chain. Like the first thing you go for your cigarettes. Second thing, you're drinking all the sodas all day, every day. So all the sugars and then you're, What? So we went through that whole journey just for you to fuck it up and you're going to end up in your same category in less than a year. Trust and believe, because she's already put on weight since we first saw her from her surgery because she hasn't changed her lifestyle. So she brings her new best friend Renee because she needs someone to keep her out of jail. And Everyone's asked, well, where's her old best friend? Where's the friend that actually has always been there, Jojo for her, that has been there thick and thin? Well, as you know, they had a falling out. And as you know, and if you can look around, Angela doesn't really have any friends. She's. We've now been introduced to two friends in all the years that we've seen Angela. Why do you think that is, you guys? Think about it. Think about it. Because guess what? She doesn't even talk to this new best friend anymore. Okay. So, they land. They're smoking uh, in the bathroom. They're smoking in the car. Renee talks about how she's never been to Africa before. Um, And Angela talks about how this could be the end of her marriage. If Michael doesn't clean up his act, my personal question to you guys because I still don't know what is it that Michael has done to her she's so ranting and raving and he's scamming me what's he scamming you on exactly what and how he's treating you and if he doesn't clean up his act why because you can't control his social media you can't control him because what else is it what else did he do to you Angela you text him and text him and text him and keep telling him to take his Instagram down. And he keeps saying no. So he's treating you wrong. Make it make sense. He's a grown ass man. She's on, You're on social media more than anyone else. You throw in your 1980s TikToks. Like there's no tomorrow. Like every five seconds you have a new one. So. I don't understand what the issue is. And you go. On social media with other men. And do duets all day long so what's your issue exactly oh it's because you're insecure about yourself and you feel like if you can control another person to bend at your will then you have the power to do that got it now i'm on one you guys today so take it for what it is but it's facts this this bitch to me personally is throwing out all of the colonizer vibes. Yeah, I said it. She thinks she can go to Africa, who she thinks is a third world, well it is, but she thinks that she's, she's, I'm an American with the hard K. Coming into a third world country, thinking that she's colonizing Michael and I'm not here for it one bit. I'm not here for it one bit. She has no respect. You're definitely not better than Michael. Okay. And what you're not about to do is come in and think you can continue control this man. Now, let me be petty because I'm about to just go there because listen, if we're going to be treating people like this and let's just, let's just be real with that. So They get to the hotel. Now, here's the thing. My Patreon subscribers, y'all already know this This is old news to you. So, you know, this is just going to be a recap. And I'm only going to give a little bit of a tease. I'm not going to get into the details. But I will say this. If you guys notice, they go to the the host den. And... Angela announces herself like, oh yeah, we're here, but I'm traveling alone, but I'm actually with her, but we're going to have our own rooms. And then she steps back and then Renee steps out. Renee's the one that pulls out her wallet. Renee's the one that pulls out her credit card because guess who's going to secure the room? Her friend Renee. So it wasn't that Oh, I need to bring Renee so that she helps me stay out of jail. Angela doesn't have a credit card because Angela has no credit. Angela has no money and no credit. She has an ATM card, a bank card. So just like in all the other situations that she's been in, the bestie is the one that puts the money down because she ain't got shit. She doesn't even have like a, you know, when you're in university and they give you the secure cards. Nah, fool. That's why. That's why Renee, go back and watch it. You'll see Renee's the one that put the money down. Renee's the one that put the credit card down. Renee's the one that secured the room. So that's why she really needed Renee. If you guys knew this woman's real story, y'all, y'all, come on. Go back and watch that, that part. You'll see. So, they go to the rooms. It's eleven o'clock, and Angela has decided that she's not gonna wait till the morning. She's not gonna wait till the morning. Connie, you're missing out. Connie, you should be the next person in our patreon because I see you girl. I see you show up here.. <sighs> Crystal said, "Oh, the hand clapping is new. She's really on one, you guys. I am. I really am. Listen, uh, I'm trying, and I'm trying to reel it in. I'm trying to reel it in. There's so much information up here, and I'm trying to reel it in. I really am. So, yes, the hand clapping is when I'm actually really mad. Doesn't doesn't really come out often. Good catch, Crystal. Okay, so." Angela and Renee are not going to wait till the morning to see Michael because Angela texts Michael, take your Instagram down. He said, LOL, LOL emoji that pissed her off. So she's going to go to see him immediately. So what does she do? She, <sighs> fucking idiot. she is getting ready. She puts on some makeup, right? And she adds this weird ass hair piece that color didn't even match the blonde in her head. And it was like, a, it was like, um. It, like it was like just a piece of synthetic hair. Because, you know, that shit was not the human hair. Because, again, she ain't got no money for the real deal. She should actually really reach out to Miona and get one of those ponytails. Because at least Miona's ponytails look good this shit it was like it looked all like straw-ish straw-y anyway she picks it up from the ground sticks it in her ponytail and wraps it around it was trash and then because she is getting herself all riled up because of the instagram he won't take down my instagram his instagram i think he's scamming me okay calm down you idiot what does she want to bring? What are her essentials, y'all? She Not only does she want the hair piece, she needs to bring her cigarettes. That was the first thing she said she needed. Her ID and her marriage certificate. What do you need your marriage certificate for? To prove what? To prove what? So, she grabs that stuff. <clears throat> and oh, by the way, did you guys notice that, oh... You're already lit, but you're gonna get lit more. The two drinks, they, they literally brought her and Renee brought their cocktails from the from the wherever they got it, the restaurant but the hotel, their cocktails into the car with them. So, and not only did they bring their cocktails, they're smoking in the ride chair, drinking their cocktails like they're in Vegas. Yes, Megan, that part. Her two taxi cocktails and the cigarettes in the car, in the car, in the ride chair, unbelievable, unbelievable. So they're in the ride chair, they're having their taxi cocktails and their taxi cigarettes and Angela calls Michael. She calls him all aggressive, and says, are you awake? Are you awake? Answer, yes or no. I was like, fuck, shut up, Angela, and settle down. Like, what is your problem? What is your problem? And then she's like, you're getting the shock of your fucking life, bitch! Stay awake, bitch! Oh, Lord. Why, Michael, why? 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 Why are you? Okay, anyways. So, Angela is like, Michael is using me. He is scamming me. It took me 30 years to remarry. No, Angela, it took you 30 years to remarry because no one wants to marry your funky ass. No one wants to be talked to and treated this type of way. That's why. That's why. And this marriage right here, because it's long distance and he only has to take you in short spurts. That's why you're married now. Everything else, that's on you, friend. That's on you. (sighs) She goes on to say that she cannot imagine Michael could hurt her like this. And again, like what exactly? What did he do? He's hurting you because you're so insecure that you won't allow him to take, you won't allow him to have Instagram. And he said, no, I'm keeping it. (laughs) You know how ridiculous you sound? You sound so ridiculous. And then you want to twist the narrative and say that he's scamming you. And then you want to twist the narrative and say that he asked, he said, send me 5,000. Guaranteed. That is not what happened. She's the one that said he can't work, can't have friends, can't do shit, has to be, at, be around on her beck and call every time she calls. He has to answer. So she decided to take on that bill and responsibility to support his ass. But like I said at the top of the show, guess what? Inflation. So 5000 is the cost of living now. What he was getting two years ago, he's not getting now. So yeah, send me that money. Run me my money, bitch. If we're going to be calling people bitch, because I'm just using her words, by the way, you guys, FYI. So, they get to the house. Here we see Renee. And, you know, Renee's helping instigate. And all I have to say is, Renee, Angela doesn't need anyone to help her instigate. Angela can do just fine being messy and nasty and verbally abusive on her own. We don't need you to represent Okay, new friend. We've seen it. We don't need two of you. We do not need Ebony and Ivory friggin' running amok up in Nigeria. Okay. So they get there. Now can you imagine? Can you imagine you're it's the middle of the night. You're at your own home minding your own business and Hurricane Angela shows up with Hurricane Renee and they are screaming and cussing, banging on your door, calling you all types of names, trying to get you to come outside, climbing fences, screaming at the, the window, screaming at the door. Then... Angela does this weird pause, and this is the screenshot from it, where she stops the screaming, and all of a sudden she's crying. Can you believe this? I am a Nigerian woman. Bitch, you are not no Nigerian woman. They are not claiming you. Okay. And I cannot believe that. And she's crying, but it was like there were no tears coming down her face. It was just like her scrunched up false eyelashes and her hair whipped around. Like, it was just stupid. So then the crying didn't work. So she decided that she was going to take her aggression off of what she says. This is my car. I paid for this car. And she starts ripping it apart, cussing and throwing things. And she's like, I will take this car apart piece by piece. I paid for this car, bitch, she says. You're not. And then she goes on to say, you've got the wrong motherfuckers. Okay. So all of it was nasty. She's nasty. As far as I'm concerned, she has a foul mouth. One of the things, you know, it may be different, but if you guys remember when we first met Michael, Michael was living at home and he may live on his own now, but can I don't know if you know anything about African culture, but what you're not about to do is disrespect the elders. That's what you're not about to do. And Angela has no respect. She has no respect for herself. And she even said it. She even said it. She said something about having, she said, you don't have respect for me, but I don't have respect for anyone. That's what she said. And it's true. Angela lives her life like that. That is Angela's golden rule that she has no respect for anyone. She doesn't respect herself and she doesn't respect anyone else. And I, for one, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I'm going to call her out. And you guys know I'm more like peace and love and, and let's give this person a chance and let's give this, I'm out. There are no more chances. There are zero fucks given. I cannot, I can't, I can't, I cannot sit here in good conscience and not say anything about this woman and her, the way she treats people. Can't we're, we're all y'all, we lived through a pandemic. Thank you, Jesus that we're still alive and we can kiss our loved ones. What we're not about to do is sit here and have all this toxic uh, all day, every day. That's what we're not about to do. Nope. No, thank you. Been there, done that. We're tired of it. Old news. Okay. Old news. So can't wait to next week because it looks to me and I... I pray to God, dear Lord Jesus in heaven. It has been too many years for Michael not to grow a pair. I hope that what we see here in the preview where he actually stands up to Angela is something that he doesn't turn around and apologize for. Because we've seen him do it before. And then he'll turn around and apologize because guess what? He's probably scared that he's not going to get any more money. But, Michael, if you really, truly want to be a free man and do your own thing, that money that she's sending you, it's not worth all of this. You can go ahead and just cut ties with her. Be the, you know, social media superstar. We'll all support you. We'll buy your cameos. If it means no more Angela, we'll buy all the cameos all day long. Okay? <clears> okay. <throat> Michael seems like he's on 10 next episode. I hope that's real. That's what I just said, Crystal. I pray that he actually, I didn't say amen, amen. He actually sticks to his guns this time, but we'll see. We'll see. That was the episode, you guys. I went on for an hour and a half. That was a 30-minute rant. Woo! Woo, lud. Woo, lud. All right, you guys, don't forget to like and subscribe, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye for now. Thank you for being here.